I like to rant. Ranting is fun. It also makes cleanses the soul. Uh, Detroit is to be one of the best sports cities in the country, if not the best. Surely Javi can't be as bad this year as he was last year. Surely that can't be the case. One of the worst offenses, if not the worst offense, like in the modern era of baseball, just absolutely atrocious. He is a piece of the puzzle. He is not the entire puzzle. Right. He's a puzzle piece, but he is not the entire puzzle. This is the Michigan and Trumbull podcast with your hosts, Alex S. Freeman and Luke Giaconis. Hello and welcome to the Michigan and Trumbull podcast. I'm your host, Alex Freeman, joined as always by Luke Jaconis. And it is the All-Star break week. Although I guess as this episode drops, uh, the All-Star break is now over. Uh, but as you can see, if you're watching the show, we are joined by Colin Lyman and resident athletics fan, Tom Souls. Welcome back to the show, boys, for this mid-season update on our picks. Thanks for having us. Pleasure being here as always, fellas. And recently really married Sean uh, Young is not is not here tonight. We don't know where he is. Yeah. He and, we haven't seen him Sean, since he got married. Who knows? Right. Speaking of Sean, I'm glad he's not here because his team is record-wise the best out of all four of our teams. And since he got married and just couldn't bother to show up. We now do not have to talk about the Cubs at all, which knocks them off the board and puts what team as the number one record-wise team? The Detroit Tigers. The Detroit Tigers. Who would have thought? So thanks, Sean, for not showing up. <laughs> but also congrats to Sean and Wenchin. What a beautiful couple. What a beautiful wedding. Good stuff. God bless. A lovely day. A lovely mm -hmm. day. Uh, so to get things Mazel started, uh, I'm going to give us an update uh, on our picks and how things stand at the midpoint of the season, technically a little past the midpoint of the season, but the all-star break uh, as they stand. So uh, in our division winners and wild card portion of the contest, as a reminder, you got eight points. You get eight points for picking the team in the correct place. And oh. you get five points if the team is going to make the playoffs. Uh, wow. So uh, in that category um does anybody need a rundown of who they picked should i give that little rundown real quick um it'll be sure. in the show notes for the people uh yeah do a spark notes version real quick because i'm gonna be honest there's something i'm having a hard time remembering who I picked. <laughs> no idea all right well here we go i'm gonna give you uh tom's picks first uh reigning uh multi-time champion tom uh, his division winners were the Blue Jays, the Astros, the Braves, the Cardinals, the Padres, and the Guardians. Ooh. His wild card teams were the Yankees, Twins, Rays, Dodgers, Mets, Brewers. Only two of those teams are in the correct position. That would be the Braves and the Guardians currently. The Astros, Rays, and Dodgers would make the playoffs if they started today. Uh, giving Tom 31 points in the division winners category, tying him with one Colin Lyman for last place in the division winners category. Colin, your picks, Blue Jays, Astros, Braves, Cardinals, Dodgers, White Sox as division winners. Ooh. Gosh, <laughs> dang. 
Wild card teams. This is where it really starts to hurt, Colin. Wild card oh, teams. God. Yankees, Rays, Mariners, Padres, Brewers, Mets. <laughs> of those teams, Braves and Dodgers in the right position. Blue Jays, Astros, Rays would make the playoffs if they started today. Uh, I'm going to give you guys mine now. My division winners, Yankees, Astros, Mets, Cardinals, Dodgers, Guardians. My wild card teams, Mariners, Orioles, Tigers, Braves, Padres, Cubs. I have the Dodgers, Guardians, and Orioles in the correct positions. Astros and Braves would make the playoffs, but I have them in the wrong spots, giving me 34 points in this category. Uh, in second place in this category, in this portion of the competition is one Luke Jaconis. Your division winners, uh, Yankees, Astros, Braves, Cardinals, Padres, Guardians. Oh, I did and your... Padres, didn't I? What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and you weren't alone, my friend. You weren't alone. Uh, and your wildcard teams, the Mariners, Blue Jays, Rays, Dodgers, Mets, Phillies, giving you 39 points. With the Braves, Guardians, Blue Jays in the correct position, Astros, Rays, Dodgers making the playoffs. And uh, not here, but winning this category, Sean Young. Division winners, Yankees, Mariners, Braves, Cardinals, Padres, Guardians. And really where he shines is that he has the AL wildcard exactly right. Blue Jays, Astros, Orioles, mm. Dodgers, Phillies, Cubs being his NL teams, uh, Braves, Guardians in the right spot, Dodgers, not get, not a wild card team at the moment are winning their division, uh, giving him forty five points. There, fellas, I guess before we go to the snake draft for a little update, um, initial reactions to the standings there. How dumb do you feel? Because I feel pretty dumb. Uh, it feels yeah, like I the feel opposite dumb. of last year. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel pretty dumb. I mean, that's I, I usually every week on this show feel pretty stupid, uh, especially when I listen well, to Luke, it back, you and I but... did decide to do a podcast about the Detroit Tigers, which is its own kind of idiocy. Yeah, how, <laughs> how smart was that to begin with? Uh, yeah, I feel pretty dumb. I, I don't want to get too into this because I know we have our uh, biggest surprise and like prediction for the second half or blah, blah, blah that we all picked. But my kind of biggest surprise goes hand in hand with kind of my pick. So I'll just leave you with that little foreshadowing. But yeah, I feel pretty dumb uh the al east i mean what a crapshoot that division is in a good way everyone is either good to great in that division so i mean obviously like the red Sox are more like kind of like that outside looking in team but i mean you could flip a coin right now between the rays the o's even the blue jays if they get hot i mean we just saw them beat up on the tigers two out of three games which isn't really that hard to do but um yeah so yeah the a's did it it's true it's true it's true. <laughs> true true man <laughs> It's true. I, I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to say about that. Tom's speaking facts. I, I almost came close and said it was going to happen and I almost got swept. I almost spoke that into existence just for the record, but I'm glad it didn't happen. But anyways, yeah, overall, my thoughts are that I'm really bad at making picks and the AL East is super, super, super competitive. Uh, same can't be said for the Central. Back to you. Look, I've won this competition three years in a row and even doing that, there are a couple of picks I make where I'm like, this was dumb. Why didn't you think of this beforehand? It was right in front of your face. And I don't know if I feel really bad about any of my picks. Like I feel a little stupid about, I think we all agree that the Cardinals season has been incredibly disappointing so far. Mm -hmm. um, but 
I don't think you could feel that bad about picking them over the Brewers going into the season. And I know the Padres have been bad, but we wanted like that was a fun pick. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. want to pick them instead of the Dodgers. So I don't feel that bad about that either. And I feel good that Cleveland will end up winning the central. And I think Milwaukee, I did pick them as a wild card. So I think they'll at least hang on to that. I, I really don't feel that bad, even though I'm in last or tied for last. If that makes sense. I, I, could it be better? Obviously. I mean, I guess my biggest regret is picking the Mets and I have them in my wins pick pool pick too. And that is my biggest regret without a doubt. Cause That's... why would I ever, I only ever make fun of the Mets on the show and I still pick them and I clearly <laughs> am getting what I deserve for that at this that's, point. That's an excellent transition, Tom, into talking about the snake draft because your pick of the Mets in the first round is Far and away, the worst pick of round one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was at the tail end of the round, and it was part of, you know, two picks in a row. So it wasn't like I was just picking the Mets 1-1, you know, here. It's true. But like somebody who took the Yankees Yankees (laughs) 1-1, which was also not a great pick ultimately um and tom i will say uh the mets if we if we consider them the first pick of round two because you were at the bottom of round one yeah it was not the worst pick of round two yeah. which which does go to me because i took take, the dodgers the white Sox. with the other back-to-back pick there i think so yeah if you flipped that it's, it looks much better on yeah. the sheet um as we, as we go through that so i'm not going to go through everybody's picks here um but just giving you an order of operations uh you get you get one point for every win here uh tom is currently at the bottom of of the picks season wins with 253 wins accumulated by his team uh then it is me with 269 nice uh then luke with 272 sean young with 279 and colin lyman leading the season picks with 284 wins accumulated by his teams. Uh, so which, we're all within 30 wins, which is okay. Yeah, it's pretty tight. It's pretty good, which means that th- those division winners points are going to kind of play into things as we go mm-hmm. through. So overall, combined scores, uh, Sean Young currently leading the competition, followed Gosh. by Colin Lyman behind by nine points. Luke sitting at 311 to Sean's 324. I'm at 303, three-time champion Tom. Going to be a struggle to make it a four-peat um, with uh, 284 yeah, look, hey. points. You know, the winning streak was never going to last forever, okay? I don't know, but, Sean, Tom. You're you're pretty well surrounded by idiots, so <laughs> it could have. I mean, that was you had a good part chance. of the reason I was three-time <laughs> winner in a row. I mean... You had a good run. You had a good run, but now, you know... I don't remember. I, I think I remember who I picked for my teams. Colin, do you remember who you picked for your teams? You're in first. No. Oh, okay, good. I don't even know who I picked in the first round. The first round, okay. Uh, your first round pick, Colin, was the Atlanta Braves. Oh, what a good pick. Which it, it was a great pick. Yeah. It's a great I would have, pick. I would have taken them instead of the Mets in a heartbeat, but I couldn't. It's true. They were true. gone off the board. Um, Quit lying to our listeners, Tom. No one likes by, a liar. 
by far I love the, the, Mets. the best value pick was Sean in round six snagging the Cincinnati Reds. Oh yeah. Uh with the second to last yeah. pick of the they're, draft. Uh, they're my Orioles of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who picked Arizona? Uh I have the Diamondbacks. That's probably nice. my my highest value. Got them at the end of round four. I'm gonna pat myself on the back here. If I'm not mistaken, didn't I take Miami in the for my fifth pick overall? You did, Luke. Well done. Yeah, that is probably I, your your best mm-hmm. value pick there. Yep. I would, yeah. I, again, I don't want to. I don't want to bury the lead here, but I've got some Miami talk a little later in the show, and I wish Sean was here so I could kind of rub his nose in it. But he's not because he thought I was crazy when I said the Marlins were going to be good this year. I don't always get it right, but every now and then I get one, and I was right about the Marlins. Well, Luke, you want to you want to use that as the as the transition into? Uh... Are, are we doing this now? Let's do it. Let's transition in. My. We want to start surprise of the first half and then do second half prediction. Let's go surprise. My surprise of the first half is something we've all kind of alluded to. I mean, it it would be easy to go with a team like Miami kind of being a surprise team, Cincinnati obviously being a surprise team. You could even say maybe Arizona to an extent, but they kind of, I think, had a little higher hopes than definitely Cincinnati did. I think everyone thought Cincinnati was like a bottom five team this year, and they are alive and well. Um, But my overall biggest surprise of the first half of the season is how – abysmal the Mets the Cardinals and the Padres are it I mean if it was one of those teams you could say okay yeah but you could make an argument and even you go back and look at some of our, our picks that those are all three teams that were the front runners to win their division um in some capacity you know I mean obviously the, the Braves are always competitive and the Dodgers are competitive but you could have made a sound argument back in March that the Padres would win the West, Cards would win the Central, and the Mets would win the East. And the fact that all three of those teams suck as badly as they do, and mainly the Cardinals, because what's funny is, no disrespect to my father, who I know loves the Cardinals, but Alex, as we have talked about for the last four seasons on this show, the Cardinals are always the model of consistency, mm-hmm. and they just look anything but this season. It is a brutal time to be a Redbirds fan, and uh, it's not great. And then the Padres and the Mets just, I mean, the Mets – with all the money they the star power and the money they spent just to be as mediocre as they've been. Same thing with the Padres. I mean, it's just, they're more, more or less the same kind of issue with all three teams. But I think that's, that's for me, the biggest surprise, how bad all three of them are um, as a collective unit. So that's me. Tom. I don't, I mean, if all the biggest surprises are, are pretty much what Luke said, it's how good the Reds have been, how bad the Cardinals have been. I'm not that surprised the Mets have fallen apart just because they're the Mets. Uh-huh. I and, and San Diego along those same lines because they're the franchise that's never really done it. So that you really should make them prove it before you bet on them, even if it is fun to bet on them. And uh-huh. And I'm a little surprised, honestly, at how good the Rays have been. I I thought they'd be good, of course, but to be as good as they were, and I know they kind of fell off towards the end of the or towards the end by the All Star break, but they were so unbelievably good the first half of the season. I I really did not see that coming at all. I think uh, Tom, I'm going to pick up on that note because my my biggest surprise uh, is just is. Two sides of the same coin. How abysmally bad the American League Central has been. 
um, <sighs> the fact that we we are at the All Star break and the division leader yeah. is five hundred. Yeah, the fact there hasn't been one team that's really grabbed it by the yeah, ones that's been know? able to consistently be above five hundred by even a game and a half. Um, that the Tigers are eleven games under five hundred and only five and a half out from the division. Uh, <laughs> kind of says everything you need to say about the American League Central and simultaneously how dominant the American League East has been and the fact that the Boston Red Sox are sitting three games above 500 and are in last place of their division um, is is just uh, almost shocking to me that 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 the two divisions could be having such diametrically opposed seasons in terms of competitiveness and fielding a, a decent product on the field. Colin? Yeah, I mean, I guess just going off that, being an AL, I don't know about an AL Central fan, but following the AL Central being a White Sox fan, I feel like that's not super out of the norm. Like, it's maybe more than normal, like having a team at 500 in the AL Central being leading, but the AL Central is just consistently not good, and the AL East is consistently nasty. I almost wish that they would mix it up a little bit mm-hmm. to make it, you know, better for some of those, like Red Sox, as we know, I would be easily winning. <laughs> no, I mean, I do and I don't. Can I we just, get Oakland to the Central by any chance? <laughs> Yeah, no, and I'm sure the Cubs feel the same way. The Cubs fans being in that division, it hasn't been great. But, uh, yeah, some of those lower half teams are are picking it up, and the Reds are my surprise for sure. Just being in Louisville, everyone is a Reds fan. And, like, when it started with Ellie De La Cruz, like, hopping on the scene, like, people were excited. He's, He's the best prospect they've ever seen um that the reds have ever had and they just they get hot for a few games people are like oh the reds always do this they they get good for a few games that's not gonna last and then they're like 22 and 8 with him right now or something just the stands are full like people are buzzing about the reds right now so it's been cool to see and that's definitely been my biggest surprise Can we take a stroll down memory lane here for a second, going back to what you said in the beginning, Colin, about how the Central is is ass, which it really is. Um, But, you know, we're going to really take a stroll down memory lane here back to when I was like in middle school and high school. Central didn't always used to be so terrible. I mean, you can always guarantee with the L Central one to two teams that are just like, how are they even a major league franchise? You know, in usually the last few seasons, it's been the Royals and the Tigers following that back and forth. But uh, back in the day, Colin, you'll probably remember this. I mean, it was Tigers, White Sox. Yeah. I mean, they would they would battle back and forth in the late 2000s, early 2010s. And the Cleveland got involved a couple of seasons. Minnesota got involved. Other than that one year when Kansas <clears throat> City won the whole thing, they've never really been a true factor. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it hasn't always been like this. There's usually at least a yeah. semi-competitive race between two or three teams, even That's if they true. are floating around 500. But it just seems like nobody wants to win the AL Central this year. Which, yeah. I, you know, I don't. Even, I mean, obviously, I'd be happy if the Tigers found a way to win the Central. Who am I kidding? But I mean, if you win the Central and you're four or five games under, 
it's almost like that you're the uh wasn't it the rams who won a wild card and they got in at like seven and nine and it was like how the hell did this happen or i think they won <laughs> the west whatever it was yeah it's like not great so yeah and then interesting about the reds real quick to bring them up it was yeah. just a couple of years it was a year ago a year and a half ago Joey Votto was like calling out ownership. Being like, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. When they like dumped Castellanos, they traded Luis Castillo, yeah. all the Suarez got traded. And a year and a half later, they're again, just a piss rocket, just absolutely yeah. exciting Crazy. and just fully energized, re-energized team. And it's awesome. Yeah. I wish, uh, <laughs> I wish a team in the AL central knew how to do that. I think we all know what I'm talking about. I know it's comparing apples to oranges, but that has to upset you guys, right? You're jealous, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I tweeted it out not too long ago. <laughs> I, I tweeted out not too a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm amazed that it was only a year ago that the a year or two ago the Orioles, the Reds, the Pirates are playing better than they are now. When I tweeted this, but all these teams were in the basement with us, and it was like we all sucked together, and it's like. You know, watching all your buddies graduate and you got to go to summer school. And that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty much that's where the Tigers are. They're in summer school. Someone call Mr. Feeney. Let's get them the diploma and graduate to a major league team. But yes, it's oh, of course I'm jealous. It sucks. It's it really it's really sucks. it'll be really interesting to me um, looking to the trade deadline about what the American League Central teams are going to do kind of as a collective, because if you're if what you determine that your fan base needs from you is to make the playoffs, none of, none of the teams in the mix, except for the Royals, need to do much to get better enough to win the division. That's why I really think – I don't see Cleveland or Minnesota making any major moves. I think they're both going to be like, we just didn't play our best baseball in the first mm -hmm. half. We believe with – who we have on our team now, we're going to play better in the second half. And I think they're going to mostly rely on that. And I don't really think you can fault them for that kind of thinking in terms of winning the division. Now, if you're talking about trying to win a pennant, that's a different story. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think that if you look at like the, where the Tigers and the White Sox are sitting right now, one to two guys onto that roster that can be more consistent than the rest of the team and and suddenly they're they're much more competitive to win the division either team um and so do you want to make that that small move to become a playoff team or do you wait and load up in a moment where you can actually start to make a pennant run i don't know what ownership's going to do um certainly from a detroit perspective and and colin maybe you have a sense of what they might do from a white Sox perspective or if they've already called it a lost season I don't know. They just, we need new management. I would blow honestly. it up. If I was the White Sox, I would blow it. it up. We need it. Is the White Sox? But I don't think they want to win. I don't think they want to win. Like the man. Well, Reinsdorf is in yet. Yeah, yeah. Reinsdorf is. He's a, he, he's a buffoon. He's really, uh, just, uh, being in Chicago, you hear a lot more about it, but he's really like, he's not really out there. But when you re read things about him and reporting about him, He's really uh, climbing in those rankings of bad owners. He yeah. really is. You know, it's tragic. If, if the White Sox end up blowing it all up, which I think very likely is going to happen in some capacity, um, yeah, it has to be 
you know, and we look back 10 years from now, you know, how everyone always like gives the tiger shit for not winning when they should have won a world series. And, you know, the early 2010s with that lineup and those pitchers they had should have won. I'm two, not going to say the three. white Sox. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, not going to say the white Sox are as egregious as that, but I mean, they're up there. I mean, the lineup they had last year and the year before that, and even this year to an extent, I mean, I know they got rid of a couple guys, you know, for 23, Abreu's gone among others, but like, yeah, but even Abreu's they, like, been terrible this yeah, year. Yeah, so Houston, like... yeah. So, like, I don't know. I just, I think we're gonna look back, maybe not right now. I think we're, I think right now we're just kind of like, man, the White Sox suck, but everybody in the AL Central sucks. So, let's keep moving along. But I think in a couple of years, we're all gonna look back at the talent on the White Sox, you know, mm-hmm. from 2019 to 2022 or whatever. And we're gonna be like, holy hell, how did this team not do anything? You know, other than getting bounced early from the playoffs, like they were so underwhelming. No offense, Colin. I don't mean to rub salt on the wound here, but uh, they stink. It's uh, just facts. No, it's um, fine. What I will say is, um, real quick, taking it back to the Tigers. Uh, you know, Alex, I I love your sentiment, and a younger, more naive, optimistic Luke would maybe share those thoughts. And to an extent, I still kind of wish maybe they go out and add one or two people and they magically find a way. But luckily I roomed with Tom souls for a year in Chicago and he just <laughs> completely stripped me of any hope or happiness or optimism when it came to my baseball team. And I'm a better man for it, but I realistically, and all jokes aside, I'm going to be curious to see how they handle the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Not only because it's Scott Harris's first as team president, but I don't know how many pieces are that enticing to other teams? Like I know Michael Lorenzen was an all-star, but he's like two and six with, I think a slightly above four ERA. Erod was hurt. He's only pitched one or two games since coming back off the IL offensively. The only person who's worth a damn is Riley green and they're not going to mm-hmm. trade him, you know? So it's like, yeah, maybe in a hypothetical had Javi been playing better or Jonathan scope been playing better than absolutely. You probably, you know, deal one of those guys, but scope's gone. Javi sucks. Like, there's not that many trade pieces that are going to be that appealing to, I feel like, teams looking to add to their team. Maybe you see Jason Foley or Alex Lang, but even Alex Lang kind of stinks now somewhat. What's going on? Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) For the uh, audio listeners, it looked like, was that a beaver shooting laser beams? Just attacked Collins' zoom. So that's what happened there. But anyways, yeah, I just don't know how – there's not like a ton of gold to be had if you're looking to yeah. you know shop with the Detroit Tigers. Honestly, that's why well, I, I agree. really don't think the Tigers are going to see big changes. Yeah, I, think, I don't think I, think I don't think gonna, they can make they're going to leave it. I don't think they can make any kind of uh, moves that are you know significant, significant blow it up kind of things. But teams that are blowing it up, if the White Sox decide to blow it up, are there pieces that they can pick up? Oh yeah, off of that real cheap for mm-hmm. for a couple of like a couple of the prospects because like who. They don't develop them very well anyway, so who cares? Yeah, um, yeah. and for what it's worth <laughs> with the Tigers is like, and I hate to sound optimistic, so Tom, feel free to slap me through your computer screen, but as you kind of said how Cleveland and Minnesota, like they're probably not going to add a whole lot and they're just going to hope that they're better in the second half and guys are going to bounce back, stay healthy, et cetera. The Tigers, yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of guys need to bounce back, Javi, Torque, Eric Haas, et cetera. But in terms of health, this is the healthiest they have been all season. So maybe, maybe something like that helps. I mean, Tarek Skubal has only pitched eight innings since he's come back, but he's let he's yet to let up a run. He's looked absolutely dominant. Reese Olsen yeah. looks good. Erod is back if he doesn't get dealt. So Riley Green is healthy again. Yeah. And wasn't it? It's a big, big mondo if, but like they're the finally healthy half for the of first 21 time. 21 when they went on a really good run. 
right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's when, because, yeah, they, at one point in time, I think, like in 2021, were like four games under 500 or something. So, I yeah. mean, it's a, it's a, it's an enormous if. And, and I'm you think about like that happens, but yeah. it could. Like the, they're healthy for the first the, time. The silver lining of all of those injuries is that none of those guys are appealing right now because they haven't had enough work this year to like really want somebody want to come in and, and right. make a deal for yeah. Erod. So you're hoping they get in two really good weeks of work here, <laughs> and yeah. then you can deal them. You know, if Erod yeah. could throw a perfect game, uh, it is uh, next start or two. That would be. It's a shame he wasn't included in the combined no hitter. The A series could have been yeah. through the roof. But what are you gonna do? Well, with that, uh, I mean, obviously, we haven't talked about the combined no hitter on the show yet, um, which was super cool. But we'll probably talk about it at a different date because uh, we're focused yeah. on the the big picture today. Uh, so let's. I'm talk about perfectly the, fine not talking about no hitters. Potential. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies uh, and gentlemen, welcome to the chat, Domingo Herman. Domingo, uh, come on in, buddy. Hey, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a few second thought. No hitters are awesome. Combined no hitters are awesome, but they're not as cool yeah. as solo no hitters. That's all. We can move on. Or for the record, or, or perfect games. Stuff, though. We're or not going to talk about it because this is not an A's podcast, but I would rather have the team have a historically bad record than have lost the no hitter streak this season. That's how I feel. Mm. That's how legitimately sad I was about that. I was like, <laughs> the one thing going into the season, I was like, we have. The longest no-hit streak in all of baseball. I was like, even if the team really, really sucks, maybe we can just get through the season with that. Nope. Now, Didn't Tom, what if I offer you uh, the option to be the team that gets no-hit the most in a single season? I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I want that. I, <laughs> I, it's a generous offer, but I don't think I want that. All yeah, right. So <laughs> we are, we're on the topic right now. I know Alex, you wanted to go to the break here in a second, but just a, a quick prediction for tom as we go to break here uh tom the a's are 25 and 67 so let's relate it back to the tigers a little bit do they win more than the 2003 team which they only won 39 games yes will they win more than the 2019 team that won 47 games no Ooh. i think they're gonna end up at about 40 43 to 45 so I think there was that one O's team in like the late. They're 2010s. currently on pace for forty three last yeah. time. I th- I think so. That was like there was like an O's team. I think it was like that historically bad team with like Chris Davis. That like they only won I want to say like forty four games or something like that like five ten years ago. But okay, yeah, I think and they'll the, be better than O three. They've they're been, playing better. Yeah, like they've been playing worth. better, and they did just call up two of their top three prospects, including their top one. So. I think the offense should be a little bit better. And I, the reason they've been better than they were the first couple months of the season is the starting pitching has gotten mm-hmm. better. All the young starters uh, they've had a little experience have sort of solidified themselves a little bit. So if, if they can, Oh, keep I'm aware. I saw in, that. I saw the a series with the Tigers. I'm yeah. aware. If the they can keep pitching. trending in that direction, I think they're going to eke out a few more wins offensively. So I think they should be able to clear the 42 and wins or however many the oh three tigers had the 39 i think they'll be 39 yeah. 47 might be a stretch for them but yeah. we'll see we'll see
for those keeping track at home, Sean Young start, thought we were starting at nine o'clock central. Mm. Um, and he's going to be oh. late. He's going to be late to that. So <laughs> <laughs> we will probably be wrapped up about the time Sean Young tries yeah. to join I the chat. I hope he comes on right when we're finishing. <laughs> we'll give him one. We'll give him 30 seconds to talk about the Cubs and then we cut him off. We cut his mic. He's just dead. Kick him out of the chat. Oh. All right, so let's talk. Let's talk some second half predictions um, and what we might be expecting expecting to come out of there. We just talked about the, how historically bad we think the A's will be. Any other second half predictions that folks want to want to throw out there to be horribly wrong about? I'm gonna ride my old prediction on the season and. It's still pretty bold, but maybe not definitely not looking as bold as it was going into the season. And that's that the Miami Marlins are going to win the World Series. We're still sticking. That's my my bold, bold, bold prediction. As a wild card um, team, obviously, because that's how they do it. Correct. Yeah, there's no way they are winning the NL East from Atlanta. That's not happening. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll stick with that's my I guess that's my bold prediction. Overall, second half predictions. And this is kind of bold. To, to an extent, maybe not. You guys can tell me if I'm being bold or not. Uh, I don't think Shohei gets dealt at the deadline. I don't think he does either. I know there's a lot more like steam picking up with that, like that the Yankees are going after him for a midseason thing. I mean, the Yankees are always involved in everything, so it's not really that like surprising. But I don't think he's going to get dealt at the deadline. I am starting to think he is as good as gone in the offseason. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I don't think, think you can... This year. I just don't I, think you can trade him unless the GM explicitly asks him, Hey, is there any chance of you resigning here? And if he says no, then I'd be okay trading him. But even if he says yes, or there's a chance, I just don't think you can do it. Yeah. I think Shohei will be a San Francisco giant next season. Are you sure the A's aren't going to pony up the money for him or. Well, I think, I think he really wants to stay on the West coast. And so he doesn't want to go to Vegas. Um, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Chris Illich bought a yeah. Shohei Otane bobblehead, uh, and he thought that would make Tigers fans happy. But alas. honestly, honestly, I would. I some days I might take a Shohei Otani bobblehead in the rotation over mm-hmm. yeah. some of the options we're trotting out. So I may have said this before. I don't need the A's to ever actually be in the Shohei or a player of his caliber sweepstakes down the road. I just want to pretend like my team is even close enough to being considered for the sweepstakes, <laughs> let alone be in the sweepstakes. Like, you know, like on the bottom ESPN line, yeah. like back in the day would like show like teams that were interested in stuff yeah. like on the hot stove report, just to have your team, like be like the second to last team mentioned yeah. on the bottom scroll line. Or whenever, you know, you're not going to get them. Yeah. Whenever a writer Fun writes be, an article about yeah. trade candidates, and it's like potential teams. I just want the A's to be listed under potential teams, not yeah. likely or definite. Just potential. It's fun to get the invite to the party. That's yeah. all. That's all you're saying. Yeah. Um, this this is not maybe as bold a prediction as, or this prediction is bolder than it probably should be. But I think Aaron Boone will be fired by the end of the season Ooh, as the I manager of the New York that. Yankees. That's a good prediction. Do you think they have to miss the playoffs for for that to happen? I do, and I think that they they will or that I think and I think he'll be either be fired immediately at the conclusion of the season or when they are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Okay. That's a that. good that's a really solid prediction. 
because I, I agree with everything you just said. I, I don't think they're making it. And if they do, they're just going to squeak in and get bounced early. I feel like, yeah. and I think he's similar to Shohei. If he, he makes it past the trade deadline, he is also good as gone. Yeah. And I think that, I think that Aaron Boone should have been fired probably after last season. Yeah. Um, Did I just probably. see they brought in Sean Casey as the temporary hitting coach for the rest of the season? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think that is correct. I'm pretty sure I saw that, that yeah. he is going to be the hitting coach for the remainder of the season. So. I mean, he's already in New York working at the network, so. Yeah, yeah. true. Just pop on over. Yeah. Absolutely. Colin, you got one? Is it that a Louisville Cardinal will be the MVP of this season? <laughs> that would be a good one. I'm going to stick with... Uh, I'm going to stick with the Reds train. I'm going to say that they stay hot, that they make the postseason, win the division, and that they get to the NLCS and lose. Ooh. Ooh. A very specific yeah. prediction in, the, in yes. the placement of the playoffs. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I just think they haven't been there in a while, uh, and they're going to they're gonna be hot. They're going to be feeling themselves in the division series uh but they're not gonna be able to sustain it but i think they they ride this wave through the season maybe not as hot but i I think enough to do the job uh in their division do they then acquire shohei otani in the (laughs) offseason heck no (laughs) shohei's not going to cincinnati (laughs) cincinnati That would be so cool, though, if he went to a team like the Reds or yeah. that would be sick. Shohei just eating Skyline Chili. Hey, Skyline Chili here's, ain't bad. Here's all I think Shohei wants. He just wants to be on a good team. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all he wants. He doesn't care about money. That means he got plenty of money. Mm-hmm. He might care a little about money, but I think he wants to win more. I mean, he's just he, never he, had a shot. I think that if his choice is to be the highest paid pitcher of all time or be on a World Series contender, I think he would take World Series contender. I agree. You know, over that, which is which is not what about true of many, of many players of his caliber. Yep. Yep. What about I don't know if it happens this season or during the offseason, Shohei stays in the AL West and goes to the Texas Rangers. Gosh, I can't see him in Texas. I would, I would much rather see him in Seattle than Texas. Me yeah. too. And I think that feels That's more likely. Team that feels more likely. Yeah. Is yeah. If, if if he's going to go to not the Dodgers, mm-hmm. um, I think it's like Giants, Mariners yeah. are like the two most likely landing spots. Yeah, all these teams have the money for it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Texas right now is they're they're leading the AL West. They look like the the front runners at this point. I mean, yeah, I know Houston is Houston, but that's another too. I didn't talk about them in the first half of the show. That's a, that that was a team for whatever reason I just didn't have on my radar because they were so kind of whatever last year. Texas has been another yeah just dominant. No, I mean when they, and, they when they played the Tigers, they just rubbed mm-hmm. them up. That is a bully of a lineup. And that's really. basically without Degrom, and Martin Perez mm-hmm. hasn't been very good compared yeah. to years past. So the lineup has just so been so unbelievably good. It's really carrying. It. I think they will look for starting pitching most definitely at the deadline. And I think I saw something a few weeks ago. I know rumors are always swirling around this time of year, but Scherzer to Texas, maybe you could, I think if they are interested, maybe Erod, depending if you know yeah. what the price tag is and how he pitches these next couple of starts. But I uh, think if they wanted to want to win the division, they have to do it because if they don't make a significant move, I 
this was going to be my prediction. It's not bold, but I think Houston is going to pass them. Mm. Like they're only two games out and they've been playing a lot better and Texas hasn't. I just think that Houston is the better, better full team right now and will pass them eventually unless Texas makes a move. Yeah. I think both will be busy at the deadline. Any, any last thoughts here before we move over into our game section of the show? Well, Baseball's great. Period on baseball or what? No, no, no. I mean, yeah, we'll, ever. We'll be talking basically. Just your final thoughts. You're never allowed to talk about baseball again. <laughs> ever again. <laughs> baseball is such a wonderful sport that I love. I just wish I'm going to speak for everybody that's on this chat, including Sean Young. I just wish baseball would love me back as much <laughs> as I love baseball. Yep. Truly. Put that on a shirt. What did what did what did Tom Wamsgam say in the second season succession? If I like were not to be a Tigers fan or stop watching baseball, I wish the hurt I feel <laughs> with you would be would be worse if the sad if I didn't have you or whatever. So I totally yeah. completely butchered oh. that line. But yeah, that, get the something gist. along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's, yeah, that's I feel it. like Tom on the beach with Shiv. And I'm talking about instead of yeah. love for my very weird wife, I'm talking about the Detroit Tigers That's, yeah. and and the lack of commitment they show me. But I still love them, and I love baseball. I just wish my team was better. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's it. Game time. Okay, fellas, here's how this game is going to work. For those that listen to the show, you know that this section of the show is usually where I quiz Luke on some stats and some numbers. Uh, So we're going to do something a little like that. I am going to give you the statistics of two players who lead their teams in certain categories. Um, I will note if they also are in the uh, top five of the league in that category... Uh, and then you have to tell me the team that I'm describing and or the player, one of the two players that is is that person on the team. Uh, so, uh, for example, I'll give you a batting average and OBP and a hits, knowing that those are all the same player who leads in, that ca- in those categories for their team, and a wins number, an ERA, and a strikeouts number, same player that leads for that category in that team uh not all not all the teams have the same categories not all the things uh so just raise your hand i'll call on you the first hand that i see uh to make the guess uh so this first team uh has a player in the top five of batting average with a 383 batting average an obp of 434 hits of 126 uh (laughs) and a pitcher who has eight wins, an ERA of 329, strikeouts 129. Uh, I'm going to go to Tom Souls. For this the is the Miami guess. Marlins. That is correct. This uh, is the only who, one I would have known. Sorry. Who's the, the, bat- uh, the batting average gave it away? Colin. Lisa Reyes. Yep. Uh, uh, Colin, can you name the pitcher? No. <laughs> eight, eight wins, a 329 ERA, 129 strikeouts. Pitcher for the Miami Marlins. Luke, you got the pitcher? Is it Alcantara? Um, I mean, I don't even think he's been that good, though, right? Yeah, he hasn't hasn't been that good. 
he has not been that good. It is Jesus Luzardo oh, of the Miami a. Marlins. Wow. Uh, so that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be two points. The sad for part Tom. is, I actually watched a decent amount of these games down here, and I still didn't get that. So I guess I need to watch him a little bit closer. He's a little tighter. Okay, we this... that guy for two months of Starling Marte, and don't get me wrong, it was a great two months, but not a great trade. Uh, actually, Tom, according to Frank the Tank Fleming, his name is Starling Farte. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this next team uh, has a player with 75 RBIs and 23 home runs. The RBIs is good enough for top five in the league. Uh, and a pitcher with 10 wins and an ERA of 2.83, also in the top five of the league, Luke Jaconis. Is this the Tampa Bay Rays? It is not the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, thought maybe that was a Rosarena. Top five RBI, top five ERA for the pitcher. And the pitcher has 10 wins, you said? 10 wins. Oh, boy. Uh, Go ahead, Tom. Is this the Braves? It is not the Braves. Um, Who has 10 wins as a pitcher? That's I I thought it was maybe McClanahan for uh, Tampa, but... The Angels. It is not the Los Angeles Angels. Okay, okay, now that we're just throwing out teams, is it the other LA team? It is not. It is the Texas (laughs) Rangers. Oh, Oh, shite. Uh, Okay, so the player with 23 home runs and 75 RBIs of the Rangers, who is that? Adoles Garcia. That is correct. Garcia. That is correct. Luke Jaconis. And the pitcher with 10 wins and an ERA of 2.83. Eovaldi. That is correct, Tom. I was thinking we just had the whole conversation about how, like, they don't have DeGrom. Yeah, they don't have DeGrom, but Giovanni's been yeah. great. So. And they got uh, the guy from the White Sox, too. Uh, Dunning, that's, like, been pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang it. That was a good one, Alex. Okay, this next one uh, has a player, uh, a batter with a batting average of 302, 32 home runs and 71 RBIs and an OBP of 387 and 103 hits. And a pitcher with seven wins, an ERA of 3.32 and 132 strikeouts. Luke? Is this the LA Angels? This is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Who's AKA the hitter? Just Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. The pitcher? <laughs> that is, is that correct. Otani. <laughs> He's both. Yeah. Shohei. Dang it. Both. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that was Shohei. Thank you. Uh, Luke, I'm going to giving you all three points there uh, for that one, which does make our score currently Tom three, Luke three, Colin Lyman, big goose egg. I got two more teams. Two more teams for us. This next team, uh, it's a little tricky. I only have uh, one stat for each player. So so, uh, good luck with you. But top five RBIs, 64, and top five in saves with 25. Luke? This is the Blue Jays? It is not. Give me the Dodgers. I cannot give you the Dodgers. Please. That is not, that is not who they are. <laughs> um, 
feel like this is a good team, but not a great team because of the saves aspect. Uh, how many saves is it? 25, you said? 25 saves. Hmm. See, being a Tigers fan, that seems like an obscene amount of saves for the first half, but, you know, that's because we live in squalor. Uh, That'd be a lot of wins. Uh-huh. We're going to need, we're gonna need a, number wins. a slight hint, maybe the league. Um, I'll say they're they're a division leader right now. Hmm. But you're thinking of they're a good team but not great is is along the right lines as well. Uh, this is just a guess, but can I have the Reds? Oh, that's a that's a good guess, but not correct. Hmm. Good guess, good guess. I'm gonna go with the Giants. <laughs> Uh, not the Giants, not the Giants. This is an American League team. Mm. Oh, okay. So the Giants? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, this could Just be the kidding. Guardians with Class A. And... This is the Guardians oh, with Emmanuel Class wow. A. Okay. And then Jose Ramirez with RBIs? No. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's surprising. Jose Ramirez does not currently lead. They have other hitters. They do. Okay. They have at least one. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Who? Who's the other? Uh, not Josh Bell. Close. I just pay no attention to this team. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. It I is just Josh Naylor of the Cleveland Guardians. Oh. I would not have hmm. guessed that he had 64 RBIs. You said. Yeah. That is that Dang. is impressive. I he the man is in our own division and. I did not even know. Fun All fact: right. the A's drafted the third Naylor brother in the All that in the MLB draft this year. Everybody knows the third brother is the best. Yeah, well, here's hoping. Just ask the Mannings. The Mannings. Eli, <laughs> the superior. <laughs> I would disagree with that because that would insti- uh, insinuate that. Uh, Andrew Lawrence of the Lawrence brothers is the best. And I think we all know that the answer <laughs> clearly Matt, from Mrs. Doubtfire and the hit ABC sitcom Boy Meets World. So whoever told you that is wrong. All right. Here's our last one here. Colin, uh, you can you can get yourself some respect uh, by getting some points here. Luke, you could win the game by getting all three. Tom, if you get uh, one of the single points available, you will lock up your victory. Uh, here we go. This team has a player leading uh, their team in these categories with 12 home runs, 45 RBIs, and 76 hits, and uh, strikeouts uh, 74 and an ERA of 2.69. Luke Jaconis? This is one of our crappy teams. This is Spencer Torkelson, Detroit Tigers? That is correct. Spencer Torkelson, and for ERA, can I get the ERA one more time? 2.69. And how many strikeouts? <laughs> 74. <laughs> Leading the team. This has to be Rodriguez. Be Erod. Erod. Ooh, Tom got it out first. I'm going to give the point to Tom and the win to Tom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> should have gone off my gut, but I was like, seven. I should... The best, I the best part is, if you actually, if you look at ESPN's uh, stats page for the Detroit Tigers right now, it is just a grayed out face with a dash on ERA. Mm-hmm. I had to like, manually look up who was leading because no pitcher has pitched enough innings to qualify <laughs> to qualify to lead the team in ERA. That makes sense. That makes that sense. Tracks. That tracks. Uh, that tracks. Boy, well oh done, boy. Tom. Tom, excellent victory for you here. Thank you. Well done. That's well game. Done. I had to make up for my season predictions picks. So, Colin, do you even know anything about baseball? 
You know, the only one I felt really good about was the Marlins. Um, but I thought I had to know the hitter's name, and I could not think of it. Mm, that'll happen. So, uh, really, real quick, really messed up. before we <laughs> sign off here, how did everyone feel about our respective teams' drafts uh, recently? Anyone feeling, like, overly <laughs> excited or negative? I'm kind Look, of, yeah. The MLB um, draft is so hard to judge right away. More so than the other drafts, you have to wait years before you really find out. And I, the lottery had already happened, but the A's picked sixth instead of in the top two where they should have been because of the you know first year of the lottery system and they get booted out of the top picks, even having the second worst record or worst record or whatever. But they drafted, I think, like guys who should be able to contribute in the relative short term in like two to three years didn't take a lot of like high school, high school kids with their top picks, you know, meaning that those guys are the guys they draft are more like two to three years away as opposed to like four or five theoretically. So I guess that's nice, but so they can get traded I, away. Who in four really or five knows? Years. Who really? Yeah. Who really knows? I don't, I mean, Colin, <laughs> you know, I just, the White Sox are so bad at drafting. I just don't even pay attention until until they end up getting to the big leagues, and then they're usually still not very good, or they get injured, <laughs> or they've been. Dealt Our team away. just loves. We love to spend a lot of money on guys who get injured, and then just keep them, and they just keep getting injured. I don't know. Spoken like a real AL Central cynic. I like it. (laughs) They're killing me right now. And I just, I don't know. I need to talk to someone about it. It's a problem. Yeah, there's a whole nother podcast, honestly. Yeah, we we, we should do group therapy. We should do group therapy one episode. Just to be great. (laughs) We'll get a therapist in. We'll we'll work through it. Confession. We'll bring a priest in. Just play play Luke's rant music to open the show. We all rant about our respective teams for roughly 15 to 20 minutes each. Mm-hmm. Then you play the out, the outro music is also the rage music. And yeah, that's the episode. I, 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 the rant I did a couple weeks ago, uh, that was that, I think that went on about like 15 to 18 it minutes. Was. So that was, was. A, that was a long one. It was like a Martin yep. Scorsese movie. We probably could have cut out like a little bit of it, but Hey, I like remember that because I turned it on, was listening. I took a whole shower. I cleaned up. I changed, <laughs> yep. started cooking dinner. You were still ranting. And I remember thinking, wow, this one has really lasted quite a while. It's true. Well, you know, got to exercise the demons sometimes. That Chris Illich will do that to you. I, I just, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, the Tigers draft, I'm whatever on. I mean, I, I my main thing is who can we get up here? the quickest, the fastest that will have an immediate impact. If that was Wyatt Langford, great. If it ends up being Max Clark, fantastic. Um, you know, like you said, Tom, it's it's so hard to see the things like that have an immediate impact, like the NFL draft or something along right. those lines, the NBA draft. We may not know for one to two to three years. Right. I mean, Spencer Torkelson was, you know, highlighted as this big first overall monster of a home run hitting machine, great raw power, and I – he's just a complete not complete disaster but he's he's been a 
He's, he's a bit of a, a dud mess. currently. He's a, a bit of a dud, dud, bit of a mess. Yeah. Hopefully it turns around, but you just never know. So I know it's we'll a little different now in terms of they don't make guys toil in the minors as long as they used to, and that's mm-hmm. rightfully so in my opinion. But when the Tigers took a high school kid, even if he is like a polished high school kid with their first overall pick, to me that signaled this is still a rebuild. This is not mm-hmm. we're picking to contend yeah. next year, two years. Yeah. This is more down the road kind of thing. I did see a thing where it was like, now that they have Max Clark, Jackson Job, a couple, you know, and they actually, I think out of like the night, I don't know how many people they drafted. It was like 19 or something like that. Like 12 of them or 14 of them. I'm getting the number wrong, but pretty much the bulk of the people they drafted this year were out of high school, which, and I read something that's like, this is Scott Harris now taking so much young talent that they can now develop them into this new way. They want players to be developed under the Scott Harris regime, which I'm not against, but I am against if that's going to take, you know, five to seven years of losing a hundred games in a row to make yeah. it happen. So you have to kind of find a happy medium there. We, we now need to see them spend money in the off season for guys, right. for immediate impact players while we wait for those guys. To bridge the gap. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think it is, it is kind of bullshit when people are like, Oh, good job drafting a high school kid. You'll see him in six years. It's like, I don't think, I think that's a bit over dramatic. Riley green was drafted in, I think it was 2018 or 2019 and I think it was 19 and he made his debut in 2022. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I think it, it doesn't take, it's not going to happen. I think next year, I don't think you're going to see Max Clark in the big leagues next year, but I mean, depending on how he does in the minors, you know, it could be a season to a season or two, but I don't think it's like this weird stigma. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. see, good luck. See them in seven years. It's like, all right, well, yeah. I think you're a bit wrong, but we'll yeah, see. I mean, if I you could, want I could little... be wrong on that. No, if you want a little bit of hope, I mean, the A's are calling up their top prospect, Tyler Soderstrom, starting, you know, tomorrow. We're recording this yep. on Thursday. And he was drafted out of high school two years ago. He's 20 still. So yep. he's making his debut on Friday. So we'll see how it goes. That's true. Interesting. Uh, all right, fellas. Well, thank you for this check-in midseason. We'll see you at the conclusion of the season when we crown a champion maybe tom for the fourth time in a row with with a big comeback uh or maybe just a ghost person as sean does not uh know how to read a clock or a calendar yeah so we We love you sean uh, but uh we will we will all be here and have a great week everybody and have a great second half of the season Good stuff, everybody. Fun as always, fellas.